All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Gather around, gather around. Amen. We're on the Watson on the Wall show. Amen. So hopefully, all welcome. Hopefully, he's on the air. All right, right on time. There he is. All right, go ahead, Doctor. Okay, Doc, this is Elder Bazaar. I'm on time. I'm on time. This is Watchman on the Wall in time. Gospel message. Gospel message is Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, is on his way back to earth. A lot of people say, Oh, you don't you don't lost your mind, but I tell you one thing, Jesus Christ is on his way back, and I'm glad to be able to announce him and bring him on. Amen. God himself getting ready to judge the world in righteousness. We thank each and every one that's listening in today. Thank the Lord for Brother Jackson coming on in here with me. Amen. I just got at the table. I'm sitting down at the table getting the word of God out. Just before we get into it, I want Brother Jackson to go ahead and offer prayer for us, if you don't mind. Give us prayer, and then we're going to get into the word. Amen. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, we come and thank you for another blessed day. Thank you for life itself. Thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, all that you're about to do. Thank you for the many blessings you bestowed upon the saints. Thank you for this word. Thank you for Elder Bazaar and his life. Thank you for my life. Thank you for all the saints that are here in the land of the living. We thank you for your word that it may go forward. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray that we reach lost souls, that we reach even more souls. Dear Heavenly Father, we come praying that doors may be opened. Dear Heavenly Father, that we may reach more people in these last and evil days. We bless and praise your holy name forevermore. Let your word go forward by your spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Brother Jackson, good, uh, good evening, uh, good afternoon, and we just thank you for listening in as we get ready to get into the word. We're here to let you know that God's word is true, and it will never fail. It is always on time. We are here not because of fame or glory. We're not here to uh, uh, down nobody or cut up nobody, but we're here to tell you about sin. And the grace of God, how men today need to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. We know that one thing about it, God's word is true. It never fails. God God is the God of all creation. He is the beginning and he is the end. He's the first and the last. He is the Alpha and Omega. Uh, the other day, uh, Brother Jackson was talking about the millennium reign of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The world is supposed to be getting better according to man's thought, but the world is not going to get better until what? Until the tribulation period has been fulfilled. And now we are on the verge. We're on the verge of the tribulation period. The church age, the church age is almost over. I'm going to take 30 minutes. And I'm going to hand it over to Brother Jackson, um, but uh, we're going to let, let, let get you a, a good, some good information on the Word of God. The Word of God is true. It never fails. It's on time. Everything that the Word of God says is going to happen in the last days is happening, past, present, and future. The only, the only thing that's going to happen next, the biggest, the biggest event that will ever happen since the first coming of Jesus Christ when he was born in the manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, stayed on earth for 33 and one half years, suffered and died on Calvary's cross, 
stayed here on the earth 40 days after the resurrection. After the resurrection, he ascended back into heaven, told the disciples, go back down in Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father, and he shall send you some power, which is the Holy Ghost, to be a witness for me into the utmost parts of the earth. And the church's job is to what? Be a witness to the world, to let the world know that Jesus Christ is God all by himself. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, all three are one, co-equal. There's no three gods. Amen. There's no three gods. One God, one Father, one Son, one Holy Ghost, all the same. God in the Spirit, God in the flesh, and God in the Spirit. What you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about God the Father is Jesus Christ, the Son in the flesh. He ascended back into heaven, and then he sent the Holy Ghost back, which is the Holy Spirit, which is God himself in the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. Because when Christ came back from the grave, amen, he had power enough to save souls. And that's what he's been doing ever since the beginning of the church age, the church age. The church age is consisted of 2,000 years, 2,000 years of the church age. We're at the end of the last church age. And the last church age is found in the book of Revelation at the third chapter. Uh, it's called Laocidia, Laocidia, which is the lukewarm, humanist, hypocritical church, which is consisted of people who confess that they know Christ but really don't know him. And there are some people in this church that are saved, but, Majority of them are lost. This consisted of every church, every church, every denomination, every occult, every ideology that man has. He's setting it up now, uh, just like in the 11th chapter of Genesis, where we see the government of Nimrod, which is the Babylonian system. That's where Satan started his program. His program was started in the 11th chapter of Genesis called Babylon. Babylon, which means confused, confounded, mystified. These, this place in the 11th chapter of Genesis is the beginning of all, listen to me now, all false religions. All Amen. false religions started in the 11th chapter of Genesis. And there you have all kinds of of deities, all kinds of fallen angels, all kinds of Nephilim, all kinds of wicked spirits that have conjured together at the Tower of Babel, and God called confusion. When he called confusion, he scattered them all over the face of the earth, and each one of those, each one of those uh, 70 nations that was scattered during the time of Babylon, is scattered all over the face of the earth until this present day. And what's happening, they have picked up false religions. What is a false religion? A false religion, so-called religion, is any religion that leaves huh, God out. Uh-oh. Leave God out. They got their own gods. They got the gods of the Philistine, the gods of the Ashtoreth, the gods of 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 of, of uh, uh, Moloch, the gods of Baal. There's over 13 different false gods in the Bible. 13. 
Those 13 false gods is consistent of false spirits, evil spirits, wicked spirits, fallen angels. We got Baphomet. We got uh, the Kabbalah religion. We got the Masonry. We got the secret societies. We got the Illuminati. We got the Baphomet. We got all kinds of religion that is consistent of and made up of wicked spirits. Now, give me fallen angels and demons or wicked spirits, demons come from, here's where demons come from. Demons come from angels cohabitating with the human race. Now, this is deep. This is real deep because a lot of people don't understand this. They cohabitate with the human race, which was called watchers. They were fallen angels that cohabitated with the human race. And when they cohabitated with the human race and had children, they became giants, which was known as Nephilims. Nephilims were in the days of Noah, and that's why in the days of Noah, it was so wicked that God had to destroy all the wicked people because they had cohabitated with the human race, and it brought forth demons because when these Nephilims passed away or when they died, their spirits became demons, and now they're roaming the earth. They're roaming the earth. Why the world is so wicked? Demons. Why the world is so wicked? Fallen angels. Why the world is so wicked? Because there's wicked spirits that fell from heaven with Lucifer. And when they got here, they tried to procreate another race, which was consisted of angelic beings and the human race cohabitating with women, and they begot a fallen race that can't be saved, can't be redeemed, because it's not of God. It's of the demonic, underworld, wicked spirits. And now they are ruling and have become the gods of this age. The reason why the world is so wicked, because men are influenced more with evil spirits than they are with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is one. The Holy Spirit has to be received from God through Jesus Christ. Any man that does not have the Holy Spirit of Christ by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, by the, 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 the coming of the Holy Ghost during the church age, guess what? They are children of the devil. If you're not saved, now listen to me. If you're not saved and sanctified and haven't repented of your sins and you're still walking in unbelief, you are a child of the devil. I didn't say you was the devil, but you're a child of the devil, and the devil is your father. The only way that you become a son of God is through Jesus Christ. So what I'm saying, I'm saying if you're not saved, you are a child of the devil. In other words, you are the under influence of satanic powers. Well, what, what does it take for you to be a child of Satan? Listen to this. You're born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Did your mother conceive you? That sin seed came through Adam. Adam picked it up from, from, uh, 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 by disobeying God's uh, 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 command not to eat the fruit, the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. When Adam disobeyed God, guess what? Satan took over the human race. And every woman, every boy, every girl, every baby that's born is born in sin and shaped in iniquity. We all, good God Almighty, we all are born sinners. We all are born lost. Nobody was born found. Nobody was born saved. Nobody was born 
uh, sanctified. The only man was God Almighty. The only man that was ever born, and that was God man. That was God in the flesh, manifested in the flesh, seen of angels, justified by the Spirit, received up into glory, and now Jesus Christ is the only propitiation and the only mediator and the only one that was able to be born without sin because he was not born of man or flesh and blood. It was not born by the will of man. He was born by the will of God because we know God cannot be born, but his son was born, Jesus Christ. Isaiah 9 and 6 says a child shall be born, a son shall be given. What you mean a son shall be given? In other words, Christ was given, and that means that he was eternal. He was before the world was ever was. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the only one that's able to redeem man from sin. So man, every man that's born in the human race is born sinners, is born lost, is born corrupt. Amen. So what happened? Jesus Christ had to come down here and what? Not try to redeem man, but redeem man because he said, for as many as come into my name and believe on my name shall be saved. You see, God ain't going to make you be saved. God ain't going to push you to be saved. God ain't going to beg you to be saved. But he said, whosoever will, let him come so he can be born again. That's why Nicodemus came to Jesus by night because he wanted to know more about this Christ. He wanted to know who he was, where he came from. And what was his duty? And Jesus Christ said, hey, Nicodemus, ye must be born again. What you mean, God? What you mean, uh, Jesus? He said, this man is born of, of, of flesh is flesh. What's born of spirit is spirit. Ye must be born again. You see, there's two births. The physical birth and the spiritual birth, and both of them is eternal. When you're born as a baby, guess what? Your soul will last way up. Your soul is going to spend somewhere in eternity. But when you're born of God, guess what? You're born of the Spirit, and that Spirit will be with you forever because once you save, you're always saved. Don't come telling me that you saved today and lost tomorrow, and you try to work your way to salvation. The Bible says you are saved by faith through grace through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ died once and for all, and when he came up from the grave, he did what? He paid. He paid the penalty for sin, and sin has been roaming the earth for how long? 6,000 years the devil's been tearing up people's soul. He's been damning people's soul every day, and he's still damning people's soul. And guess what? God says, I'm going to give him the opportunity. I'm going to give man the opportunity to choose, to choose whom you're going to serve. You can serve me, or you can serve the devil. And the world is saying, listen, Lord, we know We know that you died for us. We know that you suffered on the cross for us. We know that. They know that. They say, well, we we don't believe it. But we don't believe it. We don't believe you died. And since you didn't die and and, and come back from the grave, we're we're not responsible for salvation. But I'll tell you one thing. You're a lying wonder. Woo, Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross. 2,000 years ago, and got up from the grave, and he's been gone from earth for 2,000 years, and is every soul, every sinner, every liar, every backbiter, every hypocrite, to what? To repent and turn to the Lord and say to Jesus Christ. Now, you got the choice. You got a choice. The world got a choice. Majority of the world is taking the wrong road. They're taking the wrong road. 
preachers are taking the wrong road. Deacons are taking the wrong road. A lot of folks, church folks, are taking the wrong road. They know Jesus Amen. might die, but they won't come to him. They won't repent of their sin. Because let me tell you something. If you've been born again, you've got a testimony. Ooh. If you've been born again, you've got a testimony. But if you ain't got no... If you don't have the new birth and haven't been born again, have not been sanctified, you don't have no testimony. The only thing you can say, I got, I'm a member of the so-and-so church. I belong to this organization. But if you've been born again, you can tell the world, I've been born again. Christ lives Amen. in me, walks in me, talks in me, and I'm going to let the world know that he can redeem your soul from, say, from, from the devil, from hell, and from the death of the grave. And yet still people saying, well, it's God's fault that the the world is in such shape it is. No, it ain't. You can't blame God. No, no. You can't blame God. Why? Because Jesus Christ took all the blame that you done done. He nailed him. They nailed him to the cross, and they crucified him, and they hung him high and stretched him wide. They hung him up on the cross for, nine, so for six long hours until 3 o'clock in the morning, and he dropped his head between the locks of his shoulder 2,000 years ago, and the 2,000 years ago is almost gone. The only time, the only the, uh, small time we got is the last church age, the church age of Laodicea, and Revelation gives you the condition of that church. It said it was lukewarm. It wasn't even hot. It wasn't even cold. He said, now, since you're neither cold or hot, um, you're making me sick. And you know what makes God sick? A half-hearted, so-called church member that says he's a Christian and don't know nothing about the Holy Ghost, don't know nothing about love, don't know nothing about mercy, don't know nothing about goodness. The only thing they can do is sing a little song and call it I uh, got religion. But let me tell you, religion ain't More nothing about. but the pits from the hell, from the pits of hell. Religion comes from the pits of hell because salvation, right. salvation is not a religion. Salvation is, I'll say it again, salvation is not a religion. Salvation is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you come to know Jesus Christ, you know God right simultaneously right away because Jesus Christ is God. And since since Christ could not save you in the flesh, he came flesh and died on Calvary's cross. And when he died, it opened up a fountain filled with blood, flowed from Emmanuel's veins. If the sinner falls beneath the flow, he'll lose all his guilty stain. You're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ and by him being Amen. a man, by him being a human, by being him being able to walk and talk, by him getting hungry, by him getting tired, by him getting attempted uh, 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 by Satan. That's because God was in the flesh. And since he was in the flesh, he became man. He knew what man felt. He knew what man was going through, so he became man. And when he became man, they tell me he talked like man, looked like man, walked like man, lived like man. But one thing about it, Jesus Christ was a sanctified one. He was God in the almighty, in the flesh, one. And since he done died, guess what? He's getting ready to come back. And this time, Amen. he's not coming back. This time, he's not coming back to die no more. No, 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 no. He's not coming back to play pinochle. He's not coming back to play bingo. He's not, he not coming back to get a busload of people to go to Las Vegas. He's not going to no mm. football game. He's not going to no basketball game. He's not going to no picnic. He's coming to what? To judge the world. 
in righteousness. But before he can judge the world in righteousness, the end of time must come to a conclusion. And the conclusion is to show you that Jesus Christ is on time and he will be here because the next great event, the next great event that's going to happen on this planet, y'all better listen to me, the next great event that's going to shock the world, it's going to shock the pits of hell. It's going to shock the top of hell. It's going to shock the broad side of hell. It's going to have the angels getting ready to do what? Get ready for the united together and gathering together of the rapture of the church. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. The rapture of the church is just around the bend. It's almost here. It's on time. Why? Because Ezekiel said, the 37th chapter of Ezekiel said, I've seen some dry bones in the valley 2,600 years ago. Ezekiel saw some dry bones scattered all over the planet. And these dry bones represent Israel because Israel had been scattered for 2,600 years. They have been scattered all over the face of the earth because of the rebellion against the almighty God. And God said, I'm going to chastise you. I'm going to scatter you until the end of time. He said, but when the end of time comes, I'm going to gather you back into the land of Israel. And when I gather you back into the end, uh, the, uh, 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 back into Israel is one of the greatest signs of the return of Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ cannot come back until Israel is in the land and Israel has been in the land since 1948 until 2023 75 years Israel has been a nation and since it has been the nation they're getting ready to gather together to do what they're getting ready together to return of the return of the Antichrist and that's what the Jews are waiting for because they believe that Jesus Christ didn't die. They didn't believe that he didn't hang. They didn't believe that he was in the grave. They didn't believe he was nailed to the cross. They didn't believe that he got up out the grave. They didn't believe nothing that Jesus done. So when the Antichrist comes, that's the Christ that they're going to have to believe in because Jesus said, look, if I come in my own name, if I come in my name, y'all won't receive me. But if another come into his name, you will receive me. And the Antichrist is going to come in his own name, and the Jews are going to receive him. But in order to receive him, the Jews got to rebuild the temple. And don't you know, for the last 25 years, the Jews have been working on rebuilding the temple. And guess what? They got the material. They got the spot. They got the Ark of the Covenant. They got the five red helpers. They got everything put together. And don't you know the Antichrist is alive? today. He's walking, he's talking, he's looking, and a lot of people say, well, how did you know all that? Because the Bible says won't, he won't be revealed, he won't be revealed until the church is removed out of the way. Well, guess what? God gives his prophets insight. God gives his preachers insight, those that study the word of God. And I know God don't gave me the insight and know who exactly the Antichrist is. And I'll tell you why, I can't get this to preach, be preached in church because people don't like it. The reason why, because mm. they don't believe that we're that close. Well, we're closer than the skin on your body. We're closer than the blood running through your veins. We're closer to your cousin, to your uncle, your aunt together, because Jesus Christ mm-hmm. said, I cannot come back until what? Until I remove my body. And the bodies consist of only, 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 only one way. The only way that you can be raptured 
in the church. The only way that you can be caught up to meet the Lord in there, the only way that you can Come be on, redeemed, God. the only way that your body can be changed in a moment of a tweaking and not, the only way. You can't go by the Baptist. You can't go by the Presbyterian. You can't go by the Catholic. You can't go by the Pentecostal uh, tongue talkers. You can't go by shouting. You can't go by singing. You can't go by running here and there. The only way that you can be caught in the rapture is what? You must be redeemed. You must be born again. You must be filled with the Spirit. You must have the love of God in your heart. You must be sanctified. You must be glorified. You must be justified. And the only way that you can be sanctified is by the blood of Jesus Christ because the blood of Jesus Christ is more powerful, good God Almighty, than a locomotive. It's more powerful than an atomic bomb. It's more powerful than a neutron bomb. It can blow sin to smithereens. It can cleanse you and wash you and make you a new creature because the Bible says, therefore, if you be a new creature in Christ, if you be in Christ, you're a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, everything is new. When the Lord called me out of the darkness into the marvelous light, I left the world. Look what you talking about. How can I leave the world and I'm standing in the world? I might be in the world, but I'm not of the world. And if you're born again a believer, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. You don't partake in the things of the world because it's all evil. Everything that's outside of the scriptures of the Bible is sin. And if you lying and cheating and backbiting and whoremongering and gambling and, 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 and have hate in your heart and you're mean and cruel and you call yourself a child of God, you got a problem there. That means that you don't know who Jesus is because one thing about Jesus, Jesus is love, nothing but love. I know he's love because the Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So where are we now? We're down here at the foot of the last church age. And this church age will, will do what? It will go in to the tribulation period. I got five minutes and I'm going to give it to the brother. The tribulation period will kick in when the rapture occurs. And the rapture is about to occur. How do you know, preacher? Where you get all this information? I didn't get it from NBC. I didn't get it from ABC. I got it straight from the glory of God. I got it straight from the portals of heaven. I got it straight from the Holy Ghost. I got it straight from the word of God. Why? Because the word of God says when the church is raptured up, the Antichrist will arrive. And when he arrives, he's going to arrive on a peace platform. The Bible says when he comes, he's going to come with a peace mode. He's going to come with a peace pact, and he's going to make this pact with the Jewish nation. He's going to give the Jewish permission to rebuild the temple, and the temple right now is in the making. Good God Almighty, they're measuring it. They got it all laid out. They're waiting for the priests to get together. They're waiting for the menorah to get together. They're waiting for the holies of holies to be in place, and then when they get ready to build it, they're going to make a covenant with the Antichrist because they're going to believe but by making a covenant with the Antichrist, that the Antichrist is actually Jesus Christ. But he's not going to be Jesus Christ. He's not going to be no prophet. He's not going to be no no, no seer. He's going to be the devil himself. Oh, y'all don't listen to me. Don't you know the devil getting ready to come down here? 
Don't you know where he at in the first and second heaven right now? Don't you know he's roaming the earth like a roaring lion seeking who he made the Bible? Don't you know he's going through the churches right now and he's got the churches on the dead beat? He's got church members sleeping. He's got church members slobbering on themselves. He's got church members right. running here and there thinking they're doing God's work and they're not doing God's work. What is God's work? God's work is for you to go out into the world and preach the gospel in season and out of season. Tell them, tell the most man, tell the postman, tell the mailman, tell tell the, the plumber, tell all those that you meet that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. Tell the drunkard, tell the liar, tell the homosexual, tell, tell them. Why? Because this Christ that I'm talking about, this false Christ that I'm talking about is alive. He's alive. And he lives in Spain. That's where he lives at. Mm. I'm telling you. He lives in Spain, S-P-A-I-N. And the reason he lives in Spain, and I'm going to close with this. Daniel saw ten horns, ten horns. And the ten horns represent modern-day NATO. NATO, get it now. Mm. NATO is the world one government, the world one government. NATO means North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And then Daniel saw another little horn come up amongst, among the other ten horns. But Brother Bazaar, who was the eleventh horn? The eleventh horn was a country of Spain. Well, who come out of Spain? Who come out of Spain? Generalissimo Franco. Who did Franco train? He trained Juan Carlos. Who is Juan Carlos? He was the king of Spain from 1975 to 2014. Well, who took his place? His son took his place. Amen. His son Amen. was born in 1968. And since he was born in 1968, Juan Carlos had got so old that he had to have somebody to replace him on the throne. And so his son was placed on the throne. On the, on the throne. And since 2014, King Felipe is the Antichrist. He is the son of Juan Carlos. And Juan Carlos' descendants came from Spanish people and Jewish people. Good God Almighty. Why? And I'm closing. Spain descendants is Esau. Esau descendants of the Spanish people. Esau Amen. and Come Jacob were brothers. You got me? Esau and Come Jacob on. were brothers. They came out the womb at the same time, and Jacob had a hold of Esau's heel, and as he came out, he held his ankle, and when they came out, they came out connected together, and guess what? Esau on, did what? He rejected his birthright. He rejected his blessing, and Jacob took his blessing, and there is a, there's, a great, there's a great fuss between the Spanish people and the Jewish people, because they know where they came from, and they are after what is real. And so in the last days, good God Come Almighty, on, the word of God says this, and I'm, I'm going to give it to the brother. It says in the book oh, of Jeremiah, it. in the book of Jeremiah, 31st chapter, it says around about the seventh verse, it says there's a time coming called Jacob's trouble. Ooh. Jacob's trouble. Come Jacob's on, trouble. What's Jacob's trouble? Jacob's trouble is what? The time that Jacob was running from Esau because Esau mm. was going to kill him. 
He was going to wipe out his whole family until the Lord stepped in because Jacob wrestled with an angel all night, which was the Lord God Almighty himself. And he told God, he told the angel of the Lord, which was Christ incarnated. And he said, let me go, let me go, let me go. And he said, no, I'm going to let you go until you bless me. And Mm. he wouldn't let him go until the Lord hit him in the hollow of the thigh and made him crippled. And he said, no longer will I call you. I no longer will call you Jacob. I'm going to call you Israel because you have conveyed and you have with the Lord God Almighty and you wouldn't let me go. And from this, you are my chosen people and I will bring you to the time in the end of the three and one half years, which is called Jacob's trouble in the last three and one half years that we're going to be, that that the that the tribulation will be on earth, and we I'm gonna call it Jacob's trouble because the same spirit that tried to get rid of Jacob through Esau is back again mm. and is coming back to try to destroy Israel. And let me tell you right now, Israel is getting ready for the Antichrist to come. And what is the church doing? Slobbering on themselves, fighting, fussing, <laughs> going here, going there, preachers lying, want money, huh? Come on, come on, on chasing doctor. women, come on, going down there gambling, going down there picnicking, on, going down doctor. there selling fish sandwiches, going down there selling this and selling that, trying to dress nice, got your fine cars on, got your money in your pocket, you call yourself a child of God, and you're doing the work of the devil. You can't serve two masters. Either you're going to serve Jesus Christ, or either you're going to serve the devil. And if you don't want to serve neither one of them, you need to sit down, because you better make up mm. your mind, because when the rapture comes, it's going to be like a twinkling of an eye, and you ain't going to have no time to do nothing. Your clothes going to be on, still standing man. up on your body when Jesus Christ translates <laughs> the church. Why don't you wake up, church? Sinner man, why don't you come on in? You just want to come on in because time done ran out. That's Russia right. get ready to do a war on Israel. The ring of fire is getting ready. The Euphrates River is drying up. And make God and make God and make God is getting ready to make an attack upon Israel, and it won't happen until after the rapture of the church, because America is going down the two, and there ain't gonna be no nations. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the brother have it. There ain't gonna be no nation. There ain't gonna be no nation to stop Russia. You hear what I said? There ain't gonna be a nation on the earth that's gonna be able to stop Russia and China. Y'all listen to me. And when this thing come down. Russia's going to have an army that'll make you curl your hair without even putting a curl of iron to it. It's going to be a terrible time when Russia tries to, what, destroy Israel and take their goods and take their families and break it up. Russia said, I'm coming down. Putin says, I'm mm. coming down. That's the red horse. That's the red horse in the sixth chapter of Revelation when peace will be taken from the earth. And God said, I'm tired. He's going to stomp his feet right there in the midst of Israel. And it's going to be so mighty of an earthquake that every human being, oh, y'all better listen to me, every human being on earth is going to feel the shaking. Across the world, they're going to feel the shaking when God shakes Israel and saves Israel from Russia. You better wake up, church. You better wake up, preacher. You better wake up, deacon. You better wake up, doorkeeper. You better wake up, janitor. You better wake up, folks. 
You better wake up and quit smelling the roses because there's not going to be no roses. The only mm. rose that I know that you ought to be smelling is the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valley. You need to know him and the pardon of your sins. Go to Romans 10 and 9. It'll tell you what to do. Go ahead, brother. Man, brother, I don't know what to say, doctor. You always just keep on rolling, man. You turn it up. I don't know what happened, brother, but you turn it up, man. Amen, brother. I didn't want you to come. I'm just listening to you. Amen. I know you was. I'm listening to you. I got. I got to give you some. I got to give you some word now. Come on. Amen. All glory be to the Most High God, man. How you follow that? Amen. My brother on fire today. Amen. You always on fire, but today, amen. Man, yeah, praise God. Devil, I think the devil has made him mad. Or I know that's right, brother. You ain't the only one. Sick of this this sin, sick world, sick of the things that's going on in this world, sick of the lies, sick of the deceit, amen, that we deal with every single day. Amen. But let's get into the word, amen. Amen. All I right, want to talk about, man, I'm going to tell you, you hit the nail right on the head. Today, <laughs> amen. I'm serious, brother. Today when I was studying, guess what I was studying? Go ahead. Israel. The time, time of trouble for Israel is what I was Oh, studying. are you kidding me? No, sir. That ain't nothing but the spirit of God. Man, you can't be God. How can nobody... How can people not hear this word and get saved? And it, it's not us. It's the Holy Spirit the Holy working Spirit. through us. That's right. It's God using the Holy Spirit to speak through us to speak to you. How can you not receive this? Man, I tell you. I, brother, all I've been saying, all this time, especially all this year, all this past week, and yeah. I'm so grateful to be saved. Man, I've been saying that so much <laughs> for the you past are. three to five years. All yeah, I keep son. saying to myself is, man, I am so glad to be saved. You know why, brother, I think about yesterday. I think it was yesterday after we got off the air. And I think about earlier today, I said, man, I would not want to be Lucifer and the fallen angels or demons nothing uh-uh. in existence, not in the no. world, not in the universe. But in existence, I would want to be none of them. Because you want to know why? Come on. They have a punishment that is coming. Coming. And it don't matter how long they've been loose. It don't matter how much fun and evil they've been having. It don't matter how much they blaspheme God. They're going to pay for every bit of it. And, every brother, bit I can't of help but to think. Oh, man, every bit of I can't help but to think about the things that we hear about that happen in the world Things that happen to children and kids and, you know, kids being kidnapped. I had some little thing that uh, popped up on one of my social media feeds. They got something new out now. I think it's like, you know how you used to get the um, the Amber Alert on your phone? Now they got yeah. it on social media. I had some type of link pop up while I was on social media, something about, uh, I think it was, it was on Instagram, I think. And something popped up about a missing girl. 
I was All like, right. Lord, have mercy. So now I guess they they implement this because it's happening so much. It's going on so much. And the brother talk about the evil, wicked Babylonian system. I said, man, this brother's on fire today. Amen. <laughs> All glory be to God, though. Praise God, God man. And I was studying this. Let me go ahead and get, let me go ahead and get me some. And, hey, man, why, why I got the mic? Amen. All right, all right. Uh, you know, brother, I know that we, we talk about the return of Christ here soon. Um, I know the Bible says no man knows the day or the hour. We know that. We know sometimes people kind of get a little upset with us when we when they feel like we're trying to calculate God's return. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know what and, you mean. Yeah, yeah, they get upset. They get real upset. I think, I don't know if it's because people love this world or they feel like, hey, I, I didn't get to do enough. And I feel like that's how people feel. <laughs> hey, I didn't Come get on. to have enough fun. I didn't get to enjoy. And, and don't get me wrong. The world is at a time where it's it's different. It feels different. It's different yeah, now yeah. than it was back in the yeah, The world is so into fashion, into money. You make a little bit more money, a little bit, but not much. But I think people waste money more now than what they did when I was a kid, when I was coming yeah, up. Yeah. I noticed that. Amen. Because my dad, he just didn't buy everything. He just didn't buy a certain no, thing. Sure he didn't did. believe in that. He didn't believe in just spending money. But I say that to say this. People are so attached to this world. Lucifer, people don't see it. Lucifer is throwing distractions after distractions after distractions. You know why he's doing that? Because he, he don't want you to see. He don't want you to receive salvation. He don't Come want on. You to That's it. This is why there is so much distraction. This is why now they making it so easy now for people to make money. That's why everybody's flocking to online. All these jobs are complaining. Don't nobody want to work. I say, you want to know? Then they complain about the young people don't want to work. I say, you want to know why? All the young yeah. people on social media are making money. Can you really blame them, though? If they ain't got to work on a job because these companies mistreat you, they overwork you, they underpay you. If I was these kids, I wouldn't want to go to work either. I ain't going to lie Come to on, you. Because you want to know why? The system is not fair. The system is not just. They should have been paid people according. They got inflation. There is no need for inflation. All this is done in greed. This Come on. evil system. Brother, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was thinking about the, the evil, wicked system that's in place. You got, you got when Christ come back in the millennial reign, we talked about this yesterday. Christ All is right, going to be the head. He's going to be the head of, of Israel. He's going to be head of the kingdom of God, which is your true religion. That's the only true religion. He's the only true God to serve, and Christ is going to head that. He's going to lead uh-huh. us into the millennial, and then if he judged the wicked and cast them down, he's going to lead us in, into eternity. Cool. The Come kingdom on. of God is your religious system. He is your God. Remember I told you about the Shema yesterday. And then yes, we sir. talked about the poli- the political system. The political system is going to be totally different. Amen. Yes, we are going to be in charge of the, of the political system, meaning that we're going to set the laws, the rules. We're going to rule the nations. We're going to rule areas, regions. We are the children of God. George, God's chosen people is going to rule with Christ. Amen. Come on. Amen. Come on. That's a blessing. Amen. Blessing. And then uh, uh, we talk about the economic system. If there be an economic system in the millennial reign, I don't know if it will be, but I'm sure it may have to be, it's going to be fair. It's going to be just. 
You ain't gonna you ain't gonna live in lack. You ain't gonna be no <laughs> more on. poverty. Ain't gonna be no yeah. more starving. Ain't gonna be no more. Well, I got more than you, so I'm gonna hold you Come down on, or whatever. Keeping Tell secrets that. and stuff like that. It's not gonna be any more of this nonsense that we have been dealing with for the past five to six thousand years. Amen. Amen. This Amen, is how long we that the brother spoke about. This was done by Nimrod. And yes, then sir. they had the nerve to tell themselves they was going to build up to heaven. They yeah. were going to get to that gate in the sky. God said, look at them. What are they doing? God said, man, look at <laughs> <Go> man. <on. laughs> oh, God said, look, what are they doing? And God said, you know what? Let me confuse the language to stop this. Nothing. Yeah. See, I told y'all, God is so complicated that he's so powerful, so knowledgeable. So intelligent. He's so unimaginable when it comes to being a supreme being. All he has to do is something so simple to get rid of us. He said, I'm just going to confuse their language. He said, he didn't destroy them because he loved men. He said, I ain't going to kill them. I ain't, ain't going to hurt them. I ain't going to do nothing of that. I ain't going to knock down the city. He just said, I'm just going to confound, confuse their language. That's all he yes, said. Yes, he did. And after that, they couldn't communicate. They were discombobulated. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> Come on, man. They, amen. They had to go their separate ways. Amen. But the one thing that they knew that they had in common was that evil, satanic, Luciferian religious system that they all believed in. And they understood that system. And that's what kind of kind of kept them connected. That's why when these, these different nations went all over the earth, that's why when they begin to worship these idol gods and build yeah. these pyramids and stuff like that, that's why they're so similar. That's why certain things are so similar from Egypt uh, to Babylon and from South America, where, you know, they said there's pyramids in South America, there's pyramids in Asia and pyramids mm. in, in the Americas. <clears throat> but I said that to say this. Amen. We are preparing Amen. for the millennial kingdom. Amen. But I got to deal with the time of trouble for Israel. As the brother All said, right. it's known as Get what? Right. Jacob's Jacob's trouble. trouble. That's what it's known as. Amen. Jacob's trouble. There we go. Right there. Amen. I got the time of Israel, but it's called Jacob's trouble. That's what it's called. Here we go. Let's look at the book. Let's go to Jeremiah, the 30th chapter. Go ahead, brother. Walk with it. Amen. Not going to be on that long. No, you, you, you take it. your time, brother. Now, come on now. Come on. Amen. You got, you got the Amen. word. But, you break, break it Amen. down. Amen. But I want to show you some things. Amen. Watch this. I got to show you some things. Jeremiah 30th chapter. I'm going to start at verse 4, and then I'm going to read down to verse 7. It says, and these are the words that the Lord spake concerning Israel and concerning Judah. For thus said the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Lord, have mercy. Did you hear what that said? Did you hear the scripture? Uh-huh. I'll say it again. We have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Ask ye now. And see whether a man do travail with child. Or for do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman in travail, 
and all faces are turned into paleness. Alas, for that day. Yeah. So you have to see what the writer in Jeremiah has given us. He's trying to tell you that it's going to come. And my God, it's going to be a painful, sad time. There's, there's not enough words or words that we can even describe for what's coming. Come on, preacher. Amen. Don't, Amen. don't look at it like we're trying to scare you. We're trying to scare you into getting saved. We can't scare nobody into <laughs> getting saved. But we're no. not here at all. We can't scare nobody to get saved. We're just teaching you to be prepared for what's coming so you won't be here. Amen. Yeah, all right. Watch what it says. It says, alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. <laughs> the tribulation is how long? Seven years. Yeah. That last three and a half years, and particularly, is going to be bad. The Antichrist is going to do all that he can. Come on. To, to kill the children of Israel. That's why Come I know that what? Jacob's trouble. Jacob's trouble. It, it, amen. That last three and a half years is also going to be what? Judgments and punishments of the wicked. Now, we know yes, the sir. entire book of, we know all of tribulation is going to be terrible. We know all of tribulation, uh, uh, those who reject God are going to perish. But my God, that last three and a half years is unbearable. You think the, you think the famine and the starvation and the war was something. Yeah. When Christ opened those seals, and he began to pour out on the earth. My gosh, Ooh. Ooh, Lord my have God. mercy, my you don't God. want to be here. You don't you want to be do here. not want to be here. Amen. 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 So it is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out, out of, it. of it. You see that? God is going to deliver his people. Amen. So Amen. what we want to do, uh, I want to go to Joel. Amen. Joel. So work okay. With Yo, amen. Work with me now. Amen. Yo, is, amen. He's attacking again, trying to make me sleepy and tired. When I was sleeping, really, when I was studying, I was falling asleep. I was like, man. <laughs> I said, Lord, have mercy. I told him, man, what's been going on? Joel, the second chapter, verse 11. Watch what it says. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his count is very great. For he is strong that executed his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who and who can abide it? Lord have mercy. Lord, Lord, Lord. Who can abide it? Amen. Jump over to uh, Joel, same chapter, second chapter, verse 28. It says, it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Do you, do you know when this is talking about? See, a lot of people thought that that was talking about now. That's now. This is actually really referring to uh, the first three and a half years of the tribulation when God is going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. And it says, your old men shall dream dream, your young men shall See visions. Amen. Now, Amen. there's a lot of controversy over this scripture. Amen. 
Some believe that the first stage of it was fulfilled at the day of Pentecost. Amen. Some believe that this is uh this is gonna come later on. Amen. When the when Christ returns, Amen. But nonetheless, no argument, Amen on that. But we want you to see what the Scripture says. It says, and also upon the service and upon the handmaids in those days, I will pour out my Spirit, and I will show wonders in the heaven and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. I believe this is referring to the book of Revelation. Amen. Yes, it is. Amen, because of the language that's being spoken. Amen. We can't ignore that, that the language is very similar to what the book of Revelation. And it shall come to pass, verse 32, that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Didn't Christ speak about that over in Matthew 24? Yes, he did. All right. This is point to the book of Revelation. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be delivered, as the Lord has said, and in the and the and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. God is looking to deliver Israel. He's not done with Israel. Israel is going to make it through what the great tribulation. Some of yes. them, Amen. Yes. Some of them will, Amen. But God has put His people on this earth. And God said it's meant for them to be here the whole step of the way. Amen. Amen. Come on, preacher. Now, the church is this, but we're talking about Israel. Remember, we're talking about what's called Jacob's trouble. Amen. All right. Let me, let me, let me look at the, my little notes. Amen. Amen. Go back to Jeremiah, the third chapter. Verse eight, watch the verse 8 says, For it shall come to pass, and that day said the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off thy neck, look at that, and will burst thy bonds, and strangers and and strangers shall no more serve themselves of him. Meaning that Come on. they'll be free for all eternity. They'll be free forevermore. No more Babylonian rule, no more Egyptian rule, no Come more on, preacher. Rule, Persian rule. Roman rule, no more revived empire rule. All these nations that have ruled over the children of Israel, what did he say? I will break his yoke from off thy neck and will break thy bones. And strangers, that means the Gentiles, shall no more serve themselves of him. Amen. Amen. They will be free. But it said, but they shall serve the Lord their God. Who are they going to serve? Not Lucifer, not the Illuminati, not the fallen angels, not the demons, not none of the nonsense that's been going on for 6,000 years. But they're going to finally serve who? Serve Yahweh. Serve the Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lucifer won't have no more power. So we know he's going to be down for how long? For 1,000 years so he can what? Deceive the nations. No more. Lord, have mercy. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And watch what verse 9 says. It says, but they shall serve the Lord their God, and David their king, whom I will raise up unto them. Now, that means raised up in several different ways. He's going to be resurrected at the very end of the satanic Luciferian rule, and he's going to be raised up to what? Rule. Amen. David. Amen. 
Amen. He's what? The king of Israel. Amen. Therefore, fear thou not, O my servant Jacob, said the Lord, neither be dismayed, O Israel, for lo, I will serve, save thee from afar. Amen. Come on, preacher. And thy seed from the land of their captivity. And Jacob shall return and shall be in rest. And be quiet, and no more shall make them afraid. Amen. God is good. They're going to be free forever. No more influence from the devil. You know, the Satan Lucifer, we talked about Revelation 12, how since the beginning of time, since the garden, how Lucifer has been chasing after Israel. Amen. Amen. He's chasing after the children of God, trying to destroy them. Doing the best that he can to wipe him off the face of the planet, but God won't allow him to. Amen. Uh-uh. But God will free his people from what? Amen. This yoke. He's going to free yes, them from bondage. He's going to free them from Lucifer, satanic evil rule, so that God's people can do what? So they can finally, Come on. finally serve God. Verse 11, boy, I'm with thee, said the Lord, to save thee. Though I make a full end of all nations, whither I have scattered thee, yet will I not make a full end of thee, but I will correct thee in measure and will not leave thee altogether unpunished. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Amen. Some punishment. Amen. 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 I forgot a little bit more time. Let's share some Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Take, take it up. Dan- take it. Yeah. Amen. Da- Amen. Daniel 12 and 1. Let me go there. I know, I know Dan- Daniel 12 and 1 seems to be one of my favorite scriptures, but it really is. Amen. Because it says a lot just in that. Daniel 12 and 1. Let's go there real quick and see what that says. All about. right. Watch this. What are we talking about? We're talking about Jacob's trouble. Now, remember yesterday, I told y'all on yesterday that the church was not seen. They didn't foresee the church because why? It was given to Israel to preach God's word. It was given to Israel to share, uh, to share the one and only true God with the rest of the world. But did they yeah. do it? No. This is why Israel kept coming back into captivity because they kept failing to serve the Lord thy God. On, they didn't want to on. act right. Amen. Yeah. But brother, brother, that astounds me. Uh, many, 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 many years ago, I kept reading that like in the Old Testament. Man, the children Israel was cutting up like this. They, 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 they yeah. get the bondage. They go to cry and praying to God, Lord, free them. God will bring them out of bondage. He will free them and destroy their enemies. What they do? Go right back, back. to serving out of God. That's right. And out of that, they, they, you know, they kept getting consumed by somebody else. Amen. Come on, preacher. Watch this. What does it say next? Amen. Daniel 12 and 1. 12 and 1. That time shall Michael stand up. Remember over in the book of Revelation we talked about this? Revelation, the 12th chapter. Michael's going to stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. And there should be a time of trouble. As never was since there was a nation, even to that same time, and at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Everyone that shall be found 
Written in the book. Written. Amen, doctor. Written in the book. That's right. In the book. Lord, have mercy. Notice how it says time. Amen. So what are we talking about? The last three and a half years, the Antichrist is going to do what? He's going to break the covenant. He's going to break the peace treaty. He's going to renege on his word. He's going to go back. How yeah. many times you have people do you like that? You agree on something. You just know that you got a good deal and things are going right. Then the next, next thing, at the last minute, right before you finish the deal, they want to change up the negotiation. They want to change up the terms of the deal. I hate when people do that when they go back and can't keep the word. This is <laughs> Come on, preacher. He's going to go back and not keep his word. Lord have mercy. Amen. But that's what folks do when you're in the world. Amen. Amen. Now, watch this. Go with me to Matthew, the 24th chapter. Let's get over there. Matthew, the 24th chapter. Yeah. And we're going to look at verse 21, I believe. 21. Amen. You better know it. Matthew 20. Let me go. This is what it says. Matthew 21. 20, uh, Matthew 24, 21. Remember, we're talking about what? Jacob's trouble. That's what we're talking about. Amen. Now, we know that this is called what? The Olivet Discourse. This is where Christ talked to his disciples, and they had some questions for him. Amen. So Matthew 24, 21 says what? For then shall be great tribulation. Yeah. We know about the tribulation is seven years. It's, it's the whole seven years is known as the tribulation. But then particularly, that last three and a half years is known as what? The great tribulation. Tribulation. So he referred, amen, he referred to the last three and a half years, amen, as well in this chapter as the whole event. Of the tribulation Amen And there shall be great tribulation Such as Was not since Amen The beginning of the world To this time Amen Come on Amen Amen. It It says no Nor ever shall be You see that same language In Daniel uh, 12 and 1 Daniel spoke of the same thing. He prophesied that Christ came back and said the exact same thing. It will never be a time like it again. That's how terrible the tribulation. Now, you know if Christ got to acknowledge, we know that, that uh, Paul acknowledged it. But if Christ acknowledged it, Lord have mercy. Yes, it must, it yes. Must, it must have a significant meaning if Christ said he went out of his way to write red ink over it, uh, amen, because he said, uh, amen. amen, amen, he said, coming back to get the church, amen, Come without on. a spot or a wrinkle, amen, Come on. amen, back, back to Jacob's, amen, time of trouble, Lord have mercy, mm-hmm. amen, amen, so, amen, had a little thought, but amen, had to, got to move on, got to try to make it, I don't want to prolong it. Amen. Now, Luke, the 24th chapter, we, we know it's called the Olivet Discourse. I want to talk about some events. And Matthew 24 and 3, uh, what does it say? The disciples had some questions for Christ. 
one of the first questions was, tell us when shall be these things. Now, if someone is talking to you about a terrible event, and this is why they thought Christ was coming back with an lifetime at first, someone talks about a terrible event, don't you think that that would cause for some concerns? I know it would. Yeah. If somebody's telling yeah. me some stuff that earth, giant earthquakes and and uh, uh, it's going to be blood and, and fire. That's yeah. got, they had to clarify. They got their attention. Like, well, Lord, well, tell us when these things, when is this going to happen so we can know to prepare ourselves? Did you hear that? Yeah. Because naturally, it is man's instinct to want to be prepared for what? Catastrophe. How many folks do you know prepared for things that they have no control over? Come on now. Like an earthquake. Amen. 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 Sometimes certain things you can prepare for, certain things you can't. Amen. But certain people are preparing for these end-day events, these doomsday events. Lord, have mercy. Come on. But what you have to realize is, amen. God said, I'll fight your battles. That's right. We don't need to prepare. We don't need to prepare for that. Amen. You may think you do, but you don't. Amen. Now, I want to share with you an answer to the first question. Tell us when shall these things be. Go me over to Luke, the 21st chapter. Luke 21. Yes, sir. We're going to look at what it says. Luke 21, 21, 21st chapter. Luke 21, verses 20 through 24. Gotcha. It, amen. Amen. This is destruction of Jerusalem. It says, and when you shall see Jerusalem come past, Lord, have mercy with all men. Then know that the desolation thereof is not. Is not. Good God. Man, we are, we are almost in this thing. We're it almost says, in this. Amen. Then let them which are in Judea, Lord have mercy, flee to the mountains. And let them which are in the midst of it depart out. Let, let, and let not them that are in the country enter thereinto. And then it says, For these days of the, of the vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. This is the vengeance of what? Against injustices. Vengeance against the wicked, the unrighteous. But yeah. what to them that are with child? Someone asked, uh, well, what do we get? All the stuff, the children are going to be here. And said, it said, but war to them with what? That are with child. And to them that give suck. In those days, it's yeah. In other words, don't you dare get pregnant. For there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. Verse 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times 
and the Gentiles. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, and to the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Lord have mercy. Mm. So Christ is answering, amen, he's answering the, uh, this question that they asked, that for the destruction of Jerusalem. Amen. Then the next question was, and what shall be the sign of thy coming? And we know that the sign of his coming is really what? Twofold. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Man, man, man. Go back over to uh um, looking at my notes here. Matthew the twenty fourth chapter. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back to Matthew twenty fourth chapter. Try not to take up too much time, but Go ahead, take your time, bro. Today I'm kinda of, kinda of teaching because I want you all to see certain things so that you can go back and study to show thyself approved. And I tell you, amen. Learn it for yourself. Learn what's going on for yourself. Don't just take me and me and the elders word. We want you to know the Bible for yourself. Amen. So Amen. Twenty four chapter verses four through eight. This is referring to the first half of the tribulation. And it reads, watch what it says. It says, I'm just gonna read the part of Christ because it says and Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Lord, have mercy. You see that? And ye shall, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Yeah. Now, the church is gone at this point, meaning that we're hearing wars and rumors of wars now, but it's going to be worse after the church is gone. It's going to, I mean, it's, look at all the wars, rumors of wars we deal with now. And this ain't just small countries. These are major countries that can affect the earth and impact the earth negatively. How? Why? Amen. 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 Again, wars and what? Rumors of war. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrow. This is the beginning of sorrows that Christ said. Amen. We are we're not we won't be here. Amen. Let's just be true. Amen, brother. All right. Amen. I know some some folks want to be here. I don't know why, but they want to be here. Now, you think about this. The wars and rumors of war. So we know in Revelation 6, chapter, the seal is broken. Christ opens the seal. And who is revealed? That man of sin, the sin, the son of perdition, the Antichrist. <clears throat> He's revealed. What's next? Yeah. War. What's next? Famine. What's next? Hell and death. Amen. Death and hell is next. And we see all these things are breaking out in the first half of what? The Great Tribulation. The first three and a half years. Amen. And then the second half of the Tribulation. Matthew, the 24th chapter, verses 9 through 28. Yeah. Because it's a lot, but that's the... uh, uh, that's the second half of the of the Great Tribulation, which is known as what? 
Jacob's trouble. Amen. It's going to be pretty bad. Because why? You said, well, why wouldn't the first half part of Jacob's trouble? Because remember, Jacob's trouble had a treaty with the Antichrist. He protected. That's what he got yes, to do. He protect them. He got, they got a treaty. So they good. They think, oh, man, this is it. Like the, like the brother said, this is it. This is our God right here. He on earth with us. He walking around with us. This is it. We love him. Look at him. He's smart. He's intelligent. Amen. Woo! They think this is the man of the hour. Come on, preacher. He's the man of the hour. The hour. So, so they think. Amen. Amen, so brother. So they think. Amen. The man think. of the hour. But guess what's going to happen? Amen. He's going to turn. And we know the 144,000 is going to be witnessing. So what's going to happen? Come He's on, Christian. The, the, the martyrdom is going to start. The brother talked about the guillotine. He's going to be cutting head off left and right. Just Left killing. and right. And it's going to be worse once Lucifer take over that body and raise him from the dead. He's going to command that, that man, it's going to be a slaughterhouse. He wants to go all in and find these children of Israel, find these folks. Because why? Because Lucifer wants, Lucifer wants to de- declare himself God. That's what he wants Whoa, to do. Oh, yes. Yes. Need Lord have mercy. Need to know You show do doctor. You need to know Christ today. You need to know the Heavenly Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My gosh. Amen. He's got a lot of things going through my mind. Amen. Amen. So, amen. Amen. So now, amen. So uh, we deal with the second half of the tribulation. Revelation chapters 12 through 18 deal with the second half of the tribulation, while Revelation, the sixth chapter through 11, deals with the first half of the tribulation. Put that in your notes. Amen. Then we deal with Christ's return. I told you the other day how these are two separate events. Amen. Some look at it as one because the time period in between these two events is only seven years. Amen. Amen. Seven years. You know that Matthew, the 24th chapter, verses 29 through 31, is Christ is coming again. Again. Lord, have mercy. Coming again. Yes. Mm. The the. Verses are Matthew 24 through 36, uh, 36 through, um, let's see if I can find it in my notes. Uh, there you go, 36 through 44. That's dealing with what? Before the Great Tribulation. Now, don't ask me why the, the writer wrote it that way, because it seems like it's in here about it. Amen. Well, Come on. I'm sure he probably had a reason. Amen. 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 I forget to get back to the brother. I got to say this real quick. Forget to get back to the brother. Amen. Revelation chapter 12 through chapter 18 deals with the second half of the great tribulation and Christ's second coming. Amen. Is Matthew 24 chapter verses 29 through 31. Revelation the 19th chapter, the second coming of Christ. When he returns back to the earth to take out business. At Armageddon to knock out the armies of this planet, the 144,000, Christ 
Say the thing to five people. Amen. 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 Come on now. Amen. All right. Matthews, the uh, 24th chapter, verse 14. I'm going to read that real quick because that's that's pertaining to the 144,000. Matthew, the 24th chapter, verse 14 says, And this gospel of the king, we've been talking about that. So this is how you know that the church won't be here because the church ain't preaching the kingdom. You got pastors in churches that don't know nothing about the kingdom. People go to church don't know nothing about the kingdom of God. This only became a revelation to the majority of the world, especially the church world, after the COVID, because you want to know why? We started uh-huh. preaching it strong. I was preaching strong. The elder was preaching it strong. Everybody wanted to know what was going on in the world. We started sighting and, and seeing types and shadows of, of the great tribulation with the, the mass mandate. And then the mayor up in Chicago, she started saying, well, you won't be able to buy or sell nothing without a mask. We Come said, on, well, Lord, have mercy. Well, this sounds like stuff from, from the book of Revelation. This is a type and shadow. We knew that the mass mandate wasn't the mark of the beast. But the book of Revelation would be a mark in their forehead and in their right hand. So we knew it was only a type and shadow. So the world knew nothing about the millennial reign until we started preaching about it. And I'm not saying just us in general. I'm talking about those of us who do preach. We start stressing this because we start noticing some things in the book of Revelation according to the the world. Fix so it. now that, or that made the world our eyes open up like, wait a minute. We're talking about something out of the book of Revelation that got, got people's attention. Mass man, they folks don't know what was going on in the world. Can't go throw it out, gloves and, and hats on and jacket pulled up. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Come on, preacher. Amen. This is Amen. what was going on in the world. That's why we start preaching this gospel. So again, the 144,000. Now we know that the church is not here because the church preaches the gospel. Salvation. Salvation. Amen. The gospel of salvation. The king is coming. He said he gave us what? What what command did he give us? Go and preach and let the world know about God and his son. Yeah. They die for our sins. That you believe with your heart, you confess your mouth and believe in your heart, that you shall be raised from the dead. I ain't trying to pick up too much more. Oh, brother, my my bad. Let me say this, I'm done. My bad. Amen, 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 my bad. Amen. And then it says, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and and then shall the end come. So you see how that, how, see see how it talks about uh, how it says, um, and then the end shall come. See, people thought this in the past. I always thought this was talking about 2,000 years. And then, and no, this is talking about the short period of time. Remember, we talked about that in the Revelation 12, the short period of time, how Lucifer has a short period of time. It says, and then shall the end come. This is only a seven-year period. And then the last three and a half, the three and a half years, that's it. And then what? Christ is going to return back to set up a millennial reign, a millennial kingdom. But we know that the martyrdom is going to happen. The fate of most of these saints, they're going to die. They're going to be beheaded. And Revelation 6, chapter, verses 9 through 11 talks about that. But you get a chance to read that. Uh, and it also refers over to Revelation the 20, chapter, verse 4. I'm sorry, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, brother. don't be sorry. No, no. Don't be sorry, brother. You go ahead. You you, you had that in you. Uh, you go ahead and talk with it. Uh, 
If you need a couple more minutes to finish off what you want to do, go ahead. Amen, brother. Amen. I'll I, I just speak it. a little about, and I'm going to give it over to you, then I'm going to listen to you, brother. Amen. Okay. Uh, Revelation, the ninth chapter. Let's go there real quick. Let's take a look at some things. Brother, brother going to give me a few more minutes. Let's go to Revelation. Go ahead. Go ahead. Amen. Today I'm on teaching mode because I want you, instead of preaching mode, I'm on teaching mode. I want you to see it's 144,000. Is one hundred forty-four thousand can be found in the book of Revelation, the seventh chapter. But Revelation seven chapter, in particular, verses nine through seventeen. Not going to read them all, but I just want you to see it. Uh, the congregation here. So the Re- Revelation seven chapter, verse nine. It says, "After this, I beheld, and lo, a great multitude which no man could number of all nations, and kindreds, and people, and tongues stood before the throne." And before the Lamb, clothed with white linen and palms in their hands. And so you know that these are saints from the earth. Amen. These are saints from Amen. the great tribulation. And That's it says right. what? All nations and kindreds and people and tongue. Right there, that exact angel. So we know when we're talking about the angels in heaven. Amen. We're talking about the saints. Amen. Going to be what? Martyrs. Man, there's going to be so many people that's going to die during the tribulation period. In the yes, billions. In the not 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 the not the hundreds of thousands, not the thousands, not the hundred thousands, not the millions. In the billions, there's going to be dead by all this planet. But I remember when that stuff happened over in Africa. Um, uh, what was that? At Rwanda. Man, uh-huh. I saw a documentary on that. That stuff was so terrible, but I couldn't even watch it all. That was so bad. They, there were bodies just laying. The bodies had been laying there so long. Watch this. It's a little gruesome, so cover your ears or whatever if you can, if you don't want to hear it. The bodies had been laying there so long that the bodies were just like a skeleton with skin on it. Seriously. That's how long the bodies were. I know what you're talking about. I thought that. Some of them hadn't yeah, even, hadn't even uh, yeah, it was bad. Hadn't even, the bodies hadn't even um, decayed enough. It was like skeleton with skin on it. It really did. I said, look at this. They just walk. They walk by the Bible. Just sit, I said, man, and couldn't imagine the stench from that. Because you know, one body smelled bad. Can you imagine yeah. hundreds? It was hundreds of people. They killed thousands of people. They killed fat. They the said fat oh, it's kill some yeah. million. Man, it says over a million people. Because the, the reports I say was eight hundred thousand people in Africa. Knows over a million people killed. I think in the span of ninety days. Brother, that is so. That is so insane. A million people in ninety days. See, history has has a great tribulation spread throughout all the six thousand years. Yes, Lord. Yes, That's Lord. What the tribulation is the tribulation. Trials and tribulation is man is been spending for six thousand years. Don't you know? And do you know why Daniel and Christ says it's going to be the worst time ever in the history of mankind? Because the trials and tribulation of mankind over 6,000 years is going to be crammed into a seven-year period and then multiplied. That's how terrible it's going to be, meaning that it's going to be hundreds of millions of people going to die seemingly almost in a day. Y'all think it's a joke, but it's not. Hundreds, you said hundreds of thousands. I said I didn't say hundred thousand people. I didn't say one hundred people. I said hundred thousand people. I said hundreds of millions of people gonna die, which gonna seem like a day. It's gonna be like that, and it might even happen. 
It may be one event, but with nuclear weapons, they could do it. It's going to be terrible. Within yes, 90 days, you'll see hundreds of millions of souls dead. Skel- piles of bones and skeletons just piled up. Oh, man, you think you think uh, uh, the Holocaust was something? Come on, you think up. when all the people in Russia was, millions of people in Russia was, Murdered, was something? Yeah, yeah. All the millions of people in Ch- China and Japan, was, uh, you think that was something? You think that all the people in Africa was murdered? Well, you think that's going to be something? Every continent on this planet is going to be touched with this tribulational plague. Yes, Lord Jesus. Every continent, Africa, Asia, Europe, America, uh, South America, the islands all over this planet. You think what's going on down in Maui and Hawaii is something? It's going to be terrible, family. You don't want to be here. You it's don't. going to be so horrible. It's going to be so terrible. My God. Yes, hundreds of millions of people gone in a short span. You think that millions of people, and I'm not making light of no tragic event in history. Don't think that I am because I'm not. You know. I'm simply acknowledging the travesty of these tragedies. But can you imagine how it's going to be in the tribulation. You only got seven years. Billions That's of people all. are going to be dead by the time That's Christ comes back to this earth. So much, like the brother said last night, so much murder, so much hate, it's going to be terrible to be on this planet. My gosh. Come on, come on. Prophecy. Tell it, brother. We're showing you stuff that was prophesied by Daniel the prophet, Joel the prophet. They saw this stuff. In the spirit, it was given to them how bad it's going to be. And then you got folks that are supposed to be believers in God going around talking about you got to prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for what? Tell me how you're going to prepare yourself for nuclear bombs. Them folks in Japan wasn't prepared. The folks in the Holocaust in Europe wasn't prepared. The folks in Pearl Harbor wasn't prepared. Whoa. The folks in Rwanda was not prepared. The folks in Kuwait wasn't prepared. The slaves, the Atlantic slave trade, our ancestors were prepared. Don't you know that when judgment comes, when death comes, don't you know what that is? Come on. There is no preparation for judgment. There is no preparation for, for uh, uh, punishment and death. You can't prepare for that. When they snatch you up, you and your family, you they take you over here and take your wife over here and take your kids over there and put you on a train and take you across the How are you going to prepare for that? When they stick a gun in your face, how are you going to prepare for that? Come on, preacher. When they tell you to strip and get out your clothes and get butt naked in front of hundreds of people, and, and if you don't, it'll blow your brains out. How are you going to prepare for that? Lord you Jesus. can't prepare for what's coming. Come on. I hate to be blatant with you, but it's true. They've been making mass grades for the past 10, 15, almost 20 years for nothing. They know something that you and I don't know. But guess what? You and I don't need to know because you want to know why. <laughs> if you believe in God, if you put Come your on, faith preacher. in God, put your Jesus. faith in Christ. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth Come on. and believe in your heart, that God had raised Christ from the dead. The Bible simply says you have been saved. Mm-hmm. 
That's your ticket off the planet. Now, you can claim to be here all you want. I don't know where you're going to hide, under a tree, under a rock, in no. your house. They're going to find mm. you. They got cameras. My brother been telling us this stuff since the 80s. We thought he was a nut when he said back in the 80s. And I ain't talking about the late. He was saying this back uh, almost since the early uh, mid-80s when he went into the military. He was telling us this stuff. We laughed at him. We said, boy, you is nuts. I was a kid. My older brother was mocking him. He said, boy, this Negro that lost his mind. He was telling us stuff. Oh, but when the 90s came, when I got grown and started seeing this stuff on movies, I'm sitting there with my girlfriend watching stuff on movies. I'm like, oh. my brother said they had this stuff ten, when I was a little kid over 10 years ago. Mm. Oh, he wasn't nutty then. All threw up now. We see all these secret stuff the government's been hiding from them. They got satellites and cameras that can see you from space. They got cameras. They got court recorders that can hear you from microphone, hear you from miles away. He used to tell us that stuff. Man, we thought this Negro had lost his mind. I said, boy, come they ain't got no stuff that can see you. Bro. We was cracking up, brother. I was a kid, but I was laughing at my brother's mind. I said, man, this brother. I said, man, they may get you out the military. You lost your mind. Brother, you fast forward twenty some years in the future. I'm working for mortgage company for some some of the biggest banks in this world. We had systems, brother. Over ten years ago, we were using systems that I can tap into, log into, and and this they, they would tell us they would tell the class and us in training. This is a satellite we're using. We were like, what? We can, and we can zoom in, brother, and see streets, see cars passing by. This was amazing to us. They they would tell us now there's like a 15 second to a 30 second delay, but this is actual footage. We like y'all got to be lying to us. We said no, this is not. We're not lying to you. It's a mortgage company using this type of technology. Can you imagine what the military got? And you think that you gonna hide? They said the military can see gold. They can see money from satellite. They can see anything they want in the world from satellites. They know Come money. Now. These planes that have crashed with gold and money, and they know where it's at with cocaine. They know where it's at. They don't care about that stuff. They make more of it. They can make more money. They can't make no more gold, but they want to go get it. They can. These governments are rich. They ain't concerned about no gold. They're concerned about paper money. They're concerned about lies. Yeah. My gosh. Man, we preaching to y'all today. If y'all ain't got this word today, if you ain't got to say, boy, I'll pray for your soul. In the middle of the night, I'm going to be praying for you. When the Holy Spirit wake me up, I'm going to be praying for y'all that don't want to get saved. They think y'all think the fun is here. You think it's going to be fun when when the Antichrist let loose. When he break loose on this world, oh, my gosh. Merciless. When he break loose. Merciless. Man, he's going to like the brothers. He's going to be merciless. Oh, man, he's going to take control. They're going to give him control. He got to take nothing. They're going to give it to him. When he come on the scene, and it's a possibility that, like the brother said, he, we know he's here. It's a possibility that world, some world powers already know who he is. They already know him when he come in. Come hey, on, come boom. on, come on. He, he's going to walk up to the podium. We already know who this man is. It's the man of sin. We've been, we've been waiting. Oh, my God. We're we've been waiting for this man. <laughs> we, couldn't, we, brother, we couldn't wait for him to come out the shadows. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be a freak show. 
And folks got their mind made up. They want to be here. Yeah, I'm going to be cruising. I'm going to be, you think you're going to be cruising a vacation. They're going to shut a lot of stuff down. You think you're yeah. going to be going across the country. They're going to have so many restrictions and laws and shutdowns. Because of war, we're talking about wars and rumors. The war is going to be kicking off. You ain't going to be traveling. No, travel, getting on a boat. Where? You have nuclear threats that we ain't never seen all over the world. Alarm and sirens going on going off all across the earth. You ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. They gonna shut that nonsense down. You think you're gonna be in Paris in the French Riviera? You gonna probably be at your house. And if you ain't careful, they're gonna probably have you off some FEMA camp. Wow. Some FEMA camp. That's where they're gonna have your butt. Strip down. But you think the stuff that happened over in Europe uh, with the Holocaust, you think that's something? That that's a that's gonna be like that's kindergarten nothing. when they get that's through the world. Oh my God, billions of souls! Your rights and your freedoms are gonna be re- be taken away. Bye bye America. Bye bye freedom. America. Freedom. You see that? There's all these folks coming to this country. They get more. They get more than what we get. We ain't got reparations yet. And you talking about our freedom, please. We ain't received a dime, a nickel from Uncle Sam for what they did to our ancestors. They they promised them 40 acres in the music. We ain't got that yet. Man, get that. Man, we talking about the Great Tribulation. I'm going to sit here and turn over to the brother. All right, Revelation, brother. the 6th chapter. Yeah. Revelation, the 6th chapter. Just real I, I got to read this. I'm going to give go it to ahead. you, brother. Go ahead. John said, and I looked, verse 8, Revelation 6 and 8, and I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death and hell, followed with him. Do you know that death can't wait to ride? Death said, this is the hungriest I've been since the 6,000 years, since my inception, since he's been given the title of death and been able to take life from this earth, from man, from animals, from insects, Come death on. has been reigning over this planet. Do you know he can't wait till the tribulation starts? Come you want to know why death can't wait till the tribulation starts? Come on. He gets to kill so many people in one day. You think 100,000 is something? Baby, they're going to be living by the millions in one day. Yeah. We've been telling you all this time, uh, the record show, uh, I had a little thing that's uh, uh, 20-something years ago. I got a little article that said 20-something years ago, uh, 100,000 people leave, leave this planet a day. Today on the Internet, it says about 150 to 100 to 200,000 people leaving a day. Do you know when the tribulation start? that number going to be multiplied into the millions going to be dying a day from famine, Starvation, disease, they come yeah. going nuts. These sexual transmit diseases, you better be careful who you laying down with. They going through the roof. These they got That's something up, they brother. can't even cure. They, don't, they got something they don't even brother they said they don't even know what it is. Well don't know what it is. And, and you think we ain't getting ready to go into the tribulation? Brother, take over. I'm done. To take over. I'm sorry, go take over. <laughs> Ooh, man, you don't be sorry, man. Be safe and say what the Lord will put on your heart. I have no I have, no, I, have, I have no jealousy. I have no envy. If God put it on your heart, we're working this thing out together. We're, we're, we're not after each other. We're after souls that need to know what's getting ready to happen. We're not here to scare you. We're not here to give you a fright night. We're not here to play Halloween. 
or nothing like that. We're just telling you what's getting ready to happen, and you need to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and quit going around here like ain't nothing going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when it do happen, you can't blame us because we're going to tell you the truth of the truth of the truth and truth. We're going to, you're going to, we're going to tell you so much truth, you're going to say, no, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But guess what? Everything that this brother said, everything that I said, you better believe it is going to happen. You won't hear it behind the pulpit. You ain't going to hear it behind the pulpit. You know why? We got too many scaredy cats. We got too many wussy preachers. They're scared to tell the people it's hell or heaven. It's Jesus Christ or lost. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. Uh-oh. Did I say something to hurt your feelings? I'd rather hurt your feelings now and your heart get right than for you to die and go to hell. Because let me tell you, hell is not no playground. It's not no place of relaxation. It's not no place of peace. It's not no place where you can play pool or golf or a basketball. There ain't nothing down there in hell but liquid, hot fire, and the only thing you can take to hell with you Five things you can take to hell with you. And you ain't taking nothing else. You ain't taking no U-Haul. You, when they bury you, they're going to bury you in a blue suit or a white dress, or, and they're going to dress you up, make you look good bodily. But if your soul is not right with Jesus Christ, you hear what Ooh. I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't ask you to go down there and talk to Farrakhan, because he ain't got nothing for you. Don't even, <laughs> don't even talk to no false prophet. He ain't got nothing for you. You talk to the Mormons, they ain't got nothing for you. Jehovah's Witness ain't got nothing for you. Huh? Jesus Christ is the only thing that has anything to save you from sin and the bowels of hell in liquid fire, calling out, calling out for help. There ain't going to be no help coming. You're going to take your eyesight. You're going to take your, you're going to talk your smell. You're going to take your taste. You're going to take your memory. You're going to take everything with you. Your five senses will be in hell with you, and you ain't going to have no friends. You ain't going to be able to cross over to the next side because once you're in the lake of fire, once you're in the lake of fire, you're there. And can't you imagine? Can't you? I can't even imagine. Woo! Been burning forever. I can't even imagine. No, sir. I, I'm saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost and running for Jesus. No, I'm going to heaven. But just for me to think about it, it puts it, it, it puts a sting in me. Sting is for you. Amen. I don't want you to go. I feel for you. I feel That's for right. your soul. You got one. You ain't got two. You ain't got three. You you gonna go. You gonna you gonna be born and then you are gonna die. And if you die. Without knowing the blessed hope and the blessed sacrifice that Christ made for you was beaten beyond recognition, beaten beyond identifying that he is the son of God. And guess what? He did not say a mumbling word. He He did not promise you nothing but one thing. If you believe on me. You should have life everlasting. If you hope on me, if you trust in me, if you rely on me, if you depend on me, if you ride on me, if you stand on me, I'll give you, I'll give you eternal life free, F-R-E-E. And if I had time, I'd put some more E's on it, free. 
And if I had a long enough <laughs> breath, I would say it from here to eternity. Free mm. from sin, death, hell, and the grave, and you will be able to live with Jesus Christ forever. If you don't want to live with Jesus Christ, shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. If you want to live with the devil, ooh-wee, I pity your soul. I pity your soul. God said he gave his life that your soul could be saved. That's what we preach. That's what I've been preaching for the last 58 years. That's what the brother's been preaching for the last 27 years. Jesus Christ saved you. And Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ concerned about you. Ain't nobody else going to be concerned about you like Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. And Brother Jackson know what I'm talking about. Ain't nobody going to care for you in this life. Real, for real, is Jesus Christ. That's all. That's it. And if you know Jesus Christ, you ain't going to have too many friends. That's it. So what are you looking for friendship? I, I'm, I'm looking for friendship, but let me tell you, I'm, I'm very careful on who I make friends with. Amen. Amen. I can make friends with you just being just being saved, and you're not saved. I can be your friend, but I got to tell you, when you want to be a good friend of mine, accept Jesus Christ. Accept him. That's all you got to do. But we, we're living so close to the end of time, man, I'm telling you, it's, it's real touchy. But I'm going I'm to close with this year's uh, feast days to give you a little bit of information on these feast days that's coming up. And we realized a couple of days ago I was on uh, Brother Jackson's uh, uh, program, and uh, I was referring to you the, the seven feast days. Seven in the, in the Bible is missing 777. So many times. I think it's about 700 times the number seven is mentioned because it's a number of completeness, of completeness. God completes the whole world in seven days. On the seventh day, he rested. He took six days to work. Seventh day, he rested. And by him resting, he said, I'm going to give man six millennium work days. Six millennium work days. And man has been working on this earth for six days. What, what is man supposed to be doing? Man is supposed to be doing is seeking God, serving God, worshiping God, honoring God. For 6,000 years, man has failed God in seeking and doing the work of God. Man has failed. And by him falling, God said, I'm going to give you six days, Lucifer, Lucifer, you hear me, Lucifer? I'm going to give you six days to do your dirty, low-down, dirty work. Because, see, I got to prove, God said, I got to prove to the creation that all this rebellion, all this sin, all this lying, all this backbiting, all this killing, all this murdering, all this stuff that's going on today is totally Satan's fault because he's mad at the Almighty. He is doomed for eternity. He cannot repent. He cannot be redeemed. He cannot be saved. He cannot be sanctified. He can't do nothing but what go to his son of perdition. He is doomed. So what he wants to do, he wants to get, he's mad at God already. And it's, it's an eternal thing. In hell, he'll still be mad. He's mad at God because he don't 
want to be where he at. He's mad at God because he wanted to be like God. He wanted to what? Are you kidding me? He wanted to take over the universe. He wanted to dethrone God from his throne. Are you crazy? Anointed cherubim that was spoken to existed by the Almighty, and nobody Amen. made God. Nobody discovered That's God. Right. Nobody put him That's in right. a test tube and shook it up and say, oh, I discovered God. No, God was already here, man. What you talking about? Amen. Before, before, before you was, you wasn't nothing until the sperm hit the egg. Mm. When that sperm hit the egg, it fertilized that egg and you was born. So you was nowhere. And by you being nowhere, you came into existence by a sperm and an egg, and God was already here. Now, here you come with your bold self. Here come you with your little pretty self. Here you come with your uh, 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 important mm-hmm. self. Going to try to tell God how to run the world and complain mm. about things that, that don't go right with you. A lot of the stuff you we get into, we get into ourselves. That's right. But God will take us through. Now, what I'm saying, Satan knows his time is up. It's That's up. right. And God got a calendar. It's called a Jewish calendar. It's not a calendar of a Gentile calendar. The Jewish year has 360 days exactly. Mm. Not 365, not 362. It's 360 days in the Jewish calendar. And there's 306 degrees in a circle. You cannot get 365 degrees out of a circle. It's 360. And the Jewish calendar each, each month has 30 days. And if you multiply that by 12 months, you get 1,260 days. So the Jewish calendar is what God is going by. And by him going by that calendar, God instructed. God instructed how long? About 3,000 to 4,000 years ago, he instructed the Israelites the Israelites, the Jewish people, God's chosen people because of Abraham. And Abraham had the faith that God loved. He loved the faith of Abraham. That's why God chose him to be the father of the Hebrew, Hebrew, Amen. Hebrew race because of faith. Without faith, you can't please it's impossible. Right. Abraham was so obedient to God that God said, out of thee, I'm going to rise. I'm going to rise up a nation that will obey. Mm. And Abraham believed God, and it was imputed to him as righteousness. That's right. So 360 days in the year, God got seven feast days. Now, remember this. You find it in the 23rd chapter of Leviticus. You'll find all seven feast days. It's genuine. It's real. It's authentic. It's, it's something that God is going by. And by him going by that calendar, there is different events that's going to happen under this calendar and under these feast days. I'm going to give you the first four feast days that God instructed and God kept his promise and God will keep his promise in the last three feast days. The first four is known as Passover. Oh, y'all remember that. If you don't, the Jews remember that. 
They remember the Passover when the blood had to be put on the doorpost. And they tell me when you see the blood, they'll pass over. And he said, if you don't be under the blood in the house that the, the blood is on the lintel of the doorpost, you're going to die. And the Israelites killed a lamb for each family. And they took Hesler because it was going to be a bitter night. He took the Hesler and dipped it in the blood and put the blood on the lintel of the doorpost. And the Lord said, when I see the blood on the doorpost, I'll pass over. That represented, good God Almighty, that represents the Passover in the New Testament, when Jesus Christ came down here and shed his blood on Calvary's cross, and that blood was the redemption for the people of today, but in the Old Testament, it was the lamb blood that was redemption for Israel. But Israel had to wait until Jesus Christ come and die on Calvary's cross for him, for Israel to be delivered from sin, death, and the grave. Oh, my God. Listen to what I got to say. The next one, unleavened bread. That's the death of Jesus Christ. Guess what? It was on time. Right on time. I mean, it was on time that the clock thought it was a mistake. It was on time. The unleavened bread. The next one. Next three days, Israel came up out of Egypt. And that represents the resurrection of the first fruit coming up out of Egypt, which represents the first fruit of Jesus Christ coming from the dead. Guess what? On time, he said, I'll be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. And after the three days and three nights, on the third day morning, exactly 72 hours, I'll be in the grave. And on the 72nd hour, I will come up out of the grave with all power in my hand. Guess what? On time. On time, brother. And if you, Amen. if you try to keep up with God, listen, listen. Woo, you, you talking about timekeeper. God is the best timekeeper. If we was to try to keep time, we will mess up before we even started. It sure would. Because <laughs> God is a timekeeping God. Guess what? After the resurrection, Jesus Christ said, I'm going to stay on the earth 40 days and 40 nights to prove with unfallible proofs that I am the Son of God, that I rose from the dead. I'm going to show everybody that want to look at the nail prints in my hand and my feet. And after I stay up on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, guess what? I'm going back to heaven on time. Amen. Amen. When he got there in heaven, the angels looked at their divine clock and said, he's here. And Jesus said, now, look, I'm going back to heaven, but in 10 days, in 10 days, I'm going to send you some power from on high that you can be a witness for me. Guess what? 10 days add to 40 days equals 50 days, which represents Jubilee, 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 Pentecost. Guess what? On the fullness of time, they heard a mighty sound from heaven, rushing a rushing wind, come in, and they all would feel with the Holy Ghost on time. Not Amen. a minute early, not a minute late. And the people that early in the morning before 9 o'clock, they was out on the streets doing what? They wasn't having no picnic. They wasn't gambling. They wasn't fussing and fighting. They weren't going around saying what you got on, what you got, what kind of horse you riding, what kind of chairs you got. 
How, well, you, they wasn't even interested in that. They were getting out there preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. What? They was telling them that the Christ that you crucified and hung on the tree has Jesus from the dead. Repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And guess what? 3,000 people got saved, what? On time. Lord, oh, y'all ain't listening to me. Y'all ain't listening to me. Mm, mm, mm. Amen. Yeah, what? There's three more feast days to be fulfilled. I mean, literally fulfilled. I ain't talking about going through the motions in the types and shadows. Because before, right. before Christ, before Christ comes, it was a type and shadow. But when Christ comes, he verified, I ain't no more, ain't no more shadows and types. This is the real deal. And the real Amen. deal was the fifth Feast days is called Feast of Trumpets. And the Jews have kept this all the way over from Mount Sinai in the Old Testament and Exodus when Moses was up on the mountain and the Lord came down from heaven and stood on the Mount Sinai and told Moses, I'm coming down, Moses, and when I come down, I want you to go down and tell the people, blow the trumpets on time. When I blow the trumpet, it it would be a warning that judgment is getting ready to what? Start. And judgment started at Mount Sinai, and when they blow them trumpets, them people had to move back from the mountain. They wasn't allowed to come up to the mountain. Why? Because the Lord said, if they come up to the mountain and mess with me, I'm going to have to get rid of them. But Moses, you go down there and tell them to move back from the mountain because I'm a holy God. I can't, I can't tolerate sin. I can't approach sin like I approach it in my son, Jesus Christ. But I'm going to let you know, I'm going to blow some trumpet, and trumpet, I'm going to call you up, Moses. When I, when I blow the trumpet, I want you to come up to the mountain, and then I'm going to give you instructions. I want you to go back down from the mountain and tell the people, sanctify themselves, cleanse themselves, wash your clothes, get your mind right. And if you ain't right, don't come to the mountain. Stay away from Amen. it. But I'm going to blow the trumpet. When I, when, ooh, listen, when I blow the trumpet, I want the people to gather around the mountain at so many feet away from the mountain because I want to talk to them. And guess what? That's a type of shadow. But what is the real deal? The real deal is when the church, the church will be called from heaven on the day of Feast of Trumpets. The Feast of Trumpets represents in-gathering. The Feast of Trumpet represents judgment. The Feast of Trumpet represents repentance. The Feast of Trumpet mm. represents awe, a day of awe, a day of judgment. And these three, last three, have not been fulfilled. Feast of Trumpet, Feast of Yom Kippur, and Feast of what? Tabernacle. And guess what? The only time, whoo, the only time that these trumpets were blown was the last three feast days. And they have been blown for the last 2,600 years by the Jewish people only because the Gentiles don't know nothing about the Feast of the Lord. And that's Mm. where you need to get in your Bible and read what God is going to require for people to be when the Feast of Trumpets are blown. When are the Feast of Trumpets blown? September. September is the Feast of Trumpets. Now, guess what? The Jews are going to blow Two different, four different sounds of the blowing of the sofa on Rosh Hashanah. That's the Feast of Trumpets. 
And when they blow this trumpet, it represents in gathering. Uh oh, in gathering. Amen. A day of repentance, a day of battle your knees. Because a lot of people ain't bowing their knees now. They ain't bowing their knees. Church folks right. ain't bowing their knees. Preachers ain't bowing their knees. Choir members ain't bowing their knees. They ain't thinking about repenting. A lot of people say, well, I don't have to repent. I, I'm all right. No, you ain't. You're lying right there. You don't tell a lie. You don't tell a little white lie. You don't sneak in and peek it and nipping in and dipping. Come on. And the Jews are trying to tell us, ooh, you need to repent. Because if those trumpets, now listen to what I got to say. If those trumpets synchronize with the heavenly trumpets, guess what? There's going to be a rapture. If earthly trumpets that the Jews are going to blow, the so far, synchronize with the trumpets in heaven, and synchronize with the God of heaven, and synchronize with Christ the Son, God himself is synchronized. The Lord himself will, good God Almighty, descend from heaven with a shout, and the trumps of what? God shall sound, and what's going to happen? The dead in Christ is going to rise. And guess what? Amen. The one that's alive is going to be caught and meet the Lord where? In the air. And the add, so shall we ever be with the Lord. And the Bible says, comfort one another with these words. You know what the church should be doing? Let me tell you what Amen. the church should be doing. And I know what the church should be doing. The church should be doing having prayer meetings. They should be talking about the rapture. They should be searching their hearts and their souls. They should be uh, uh, praying for people. They should be witnessing on the street. They should be telling them that Jesus Christ is coming. And I know you got those quiet parts out there. So, ah, well, you don't want to hear that stuff, man. They've been talking about that for thousands of years. Hey, Jesus ain't coming. Well, uh, well you know one thing. You, you're crazy. You don't your mind. You're so involved with the world and so love the world that you don't want Jesus to come. And the that's some right, parts that's of the right, church, that's right. some parts of the church don't want Jesus to come back now. That's right. Come on, doctor. I, I got to go to college. I got to go to school. I got to Come do on, this, doctor. and I got to do that. I got to have my party, and I got to, man, I got to take my vacation. I don't Come care on. what you got to do. Amen. If you are caught off guard, if you are caught off guard when the rapture occurs, guess what? Mm-hmm. If your soul is not saved, you're going to be going through the tribulation period just like the brother said. You're going to go through mm-hmm. the tribulation period. And you're going to see what God is going to do when the church is gone. Because when the church is gone, there ain't going to be nobody on here, on this earth, to proclaim the gospel. And so God said, I got somebody. Mm. I got somebody that's going to get the job done. Because the church, and I'm guilty, and the church has not did her job completely because there's too much mm. there's too much lying. Right. There's too much laxity. Right. People want to be comfortable now. They don't want to go out there and tell somebody that Jesus Christ can save you from hell, death. They don't want to do that. No. But they want to sing the song, mm. take up a collection, and talk about each other, and tell, brag on each other, and boast on each other, and tell, oh, that preacher preached a good sermon. Oh, I enjoyed it. Uh, come on, man. Come on, the Bible say the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. And ain't nobody on this planet can live up and say, I did everything God told me to do. No, you haven't. <laughs> you need to repent and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? Guess what? Feast of trumpets, a trumpet will be blown. 
Feast of Yom Kippur. What do that represent? That represents mm. the return of Jesus Christ. Amen. At the end of the tribulation period, you will see that trumpets will be blown when Jesus Christ split the sky. Like cutting Amen. He's going to split the sky. And guess what? The saints of God is going to be with him. We're going to help him Amen. split the sky. And when we split the sky, we ain't going to be going through no part of the tribulation because we're coming from heaven. And when we come from heaven, guess what? We're going to have our tuxedos on, white, riding white horses. The chief commander, king of kings, lord of lords. If you don't believe me, read the 19th chapter, the 11th verse of Revelation, and it will give you a picture, picture of the second coming of Jesus Christ to the earth. That's the feast of Yom Kippur, the atonement, because 